Yeah! It's time, baby! He's a very tall man who really loves tunes. Can you climb the mountain? Will you be approved? It's the Mountain Jew Review. It's the Mountain Jew Review. Welcome to the Mountain Jew Review. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, YouTubers, Facebookers, internet, mountaineers, guess who we have today? We have a wonderful group act. Um, two solo acts, part of the same record label, like a record label mates, bandmates. Um, I don't, I don't rec record label mates, I think is the proper term. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how that works, but... Again, if you guys don't know who this is already without me introducing yourself, then you haven't been to any local shows lately. Um, especially the one, the only, Jay Lively. This Rubbing. man is my twin from another mother. He's one of the hardest supporters in this town. Uh, showed up to my backyard show to show support. I mean, this he is everywhere. And then we have his mentor, the one, the only, Jay Breed the Rebel, founder of Hurt Locker Entertainment. Right. Um, again, got several CDs out under his own label. Um, got several artists on the label. It's not just these two. There's a couple other guys that aren't here right now. But they'll be on. Trust me. There's more of these coming. This ain't stopping. <laughs> As long as you guys want to come on, it's going to keep coming. Um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah. Um, we got some really fun, cool things coming up. 
Um, I'll definitely get this to drop before your show. We'll make that happen because uh, I just scored myself two tickets. Two, December 3rd, Rebel Manifest. South Omaha's finest tequila garage. That's right. Shout out to Chrissy. Chrissy Deadpool, thanks for giving a venue for people to do this at. Um, a lot of people say no. Yeah, they do. You know? They do. Man. And so thank you for saying yes, because this is a stacked event. So let's list them. Stacks, Jay Lively, King Crime, Tidro, Attili, Dre Dead and Machiavelli, A-Gay Strange, and First String Monopoly. Guys, um, I believe I've interviewed all but three people on this. <laughs> like, that is no no lie. That's a stacked list of artists. For seven bucks pre-order. Yeah, seven dollars. Seven bucks pre-order, guys. Like... I mean, it's going to be a badass show. If you haven't seen any of these artists perform, you're in for a treat. Um, again, like I said, I think the only one on this list I had, I don't directly recall seeing was Tidro. But again, I could have seen him. But who knows? But, dude, this is a dope, dope lineup. Like, I'm really excited for this. I'm glad I got my tickets. Um, it's got Doug Smith on the one and twos. All pro promotions. Shout out to him, um, Monty Scott. I'm not familiar with. Uh, he's a cause a comedian. He's, oh, he's the host of all my shows, actually. I uh, seen something with um, Lavetti Vegas with him. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's how I know that name from the comedy uh, TV show he does on cable. No, I think he's, he was, uh, yeah, he's my host at all of my. Events. I think he was on one of the first two episodes of that with Lavetti Vegas. Now that. Now that you said comedian, mm -hmm. yeah. right? that's where I seen that. So that's cool. That's really dope that you include. See, guys, it's not all about just rappers and hip hop artists. He includes comedians in it. And again, shout out to you, local comedians. That shit's hilarious. I love you guys. You guys usually go raw and don't give a fuck. Like yeah. it's just cool shit. Um, so then, now that we promoted the shit out of this show <laughs> um, again guys get at any of the artists on here I'm pretty sure they all have tickets Yep. Um, Jay Lively is going to have them Jay Breed has them King Crime, Attili, Tidro First String Monopoly, get at these guys get some tickets, let's, let's pack this show show them what, what a Rebel Manifest is all about um, you're not going to want to miss this show it's how many guys was that? seven? Eight. Yeah, yeah, it's about seven. Yeah, Stax is unfortunately gonna be able to, not gonna be able to make it. He actually got into a car accident. Oh, so shit. Uh, so he's recouping, but he will be on another. We know show. all about that shit here. Yeah, on the Mountain Dew Review. Yeah, Stax. So, shout out to Stax. Stax is my brother of twenty. Speedy years. recovery, bro. Hopefully, hopefully the pain don't suck so bad. <laughs> I yeah. understand. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he's also one of the artists on Hurt Locker Entertainment. Stax is one of my artists as well as Fresh to God. And my brother Joker, who will be coming really soon. We're actually working on his first uh, album right now. So, um, yeah, we got a lot. We got a lot coming. All right. Um. So let's just dive right in. We'll go. Any, meeny, miny, mo. Start with Jay Breed. Where are you from? Where do you grow up? Uh, 
we'll we'll go with I'm from Chicago, Illinois. <clears throat> That's where I lived the longest out of my journey around this United States of America. Um, born in Colorado Springs, Colorado, was raised in Chicago, Illinois. Um, if you want to be precise, from Lake County, Illinois, Waukegan, Zion, North Chicago. Those are the cities that I actually grew up in, um, <clears throat> as well as, you know, Kenosha and Racine. So that area in the northern, northeast part of the Chicago area is where I grew up. By the lakes. Yep, by the lake. Nice. Um, I was just at a show last night with some really awesome Chicago artists like Smokehouse Records and Night Kiss, and they just came with Whitney Payton. And I'll tell you, some of them Chi Town guys are awesome and oh, yeah. again you can hear some of that from jay breed it's you you can tell he didn't lose some of that stuff <laughs> no never and, and it's, <laughs> it's kind of nice because you bring it in with the omaha midwest vibe and that's one thing that's awesome about our scene guys we're such a huge melting pot of so many styles and every a lot of you guys do so well at putting it together so that's real cool to find out that you're uh probably my sixth guest not born in omaha yeah. so that's that's awesome like i said guys you don't have to be from omaha to be part of the local scene like it's not you know your hometown's not where you're born it's where you're putting your roots down as yourself you know it's where you're growing that's what makes your hometown it's where you're growing at not where you're from you know the seed gets carried many miles and starts a forest somewhere else you know mm -hmm. and that's dope that you're a seed blown from Chicago planting a beautiful forest here in Omaha and I appreciate it because your artists that you have coming out are some some really hot talent and, and again thank you for encouraging the fuck out of Jay Lively to get on the stage because if you guys have never seen this man perform you have missed it um, you just did a show for Nice Enough uh, Reverb Lounge yes I did uh that was a mixed genre show about a month ago. Yep, with um, Braska and... Shit. Can't too remember exactly who Too many shows in this town, guys. It's, it's hard to remember. <laughs> but again, it was real cool because it was a mixed genre show. And that just tells you, Jay's one of these guys that can jump in. When he came up to me all quiet in my backyard, and he's like, hey, do you think I can perform a couple songs? And the way this quiet, soft-spoken kid comes up to me asking, I'm like, Okay, sure. You know, I don't tell nobody no. And then he gets up there and just turns my mom into a super fan of Jay Lively. Like, my mom loves this kid now just because of how he got up there and went from this soft. Because my mom was talking to him prior to him getting up there, and then he just gets up there and just murdered that mic. My mom was just blown away. And when you impress a 58-year-old hippie, that's pretty good, guys. Just saying. <laughs> So let's dive in, Jay. Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Uh, born and raised here in Omaha, Nebraska. All right. So we got an Omaha boy. See, guys? Different towns get along. I like that. Um, where'd you go to school here? Uh, went to Miller South. Graduated in 2017. Man. I just feel real old with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. 2017. 2004, 2005. I graduated 2004. <laughs> he came by 13 years after I did. <laughs> Thanks for making me feel old, Jay. <laughs> I, I thought shaving that shit off would make me feel young. Nope. 
I just Jay just crushed that. <laughs> Thanks. Um, let's hop in then. How'd you start getting into music? Been in music my whole life. Um, was a trumpet player in the third grade. Um, you know, I've been playing instruments since the third grade. My brother plays drums. My sister plays violin. My mom's a singer. I'm a singer. My brother's a singer. My sister's a singer. I mean, music's in our blood, man. We've been doing music forever. My mom sings in the church. My sister sings in the choir. Uh, my brother produces, makes music, as well as um, coaches high school football. I mean, you know, we we all do anything music hurt locker yeah hurt <laughs> locker man it's a locker full of just a bunch of stuff man we just do music our all our, our whole life has been about music that's so. awesome because um i interviewed another guest Bodes, who comes from a big musical background and again i find it very interesting um my daughter plays violin my son plays the clarinet i don't know how to mu read musical notes whatsoever mm -hmm. guys reading music is a foreign language and that makes you bilingual um, don't let nobody lie to you. That is a skill and a skill and a half. And it's so cool when you meet somebody that kind of understands musical construction from a classical standpoint or like a band standpoint, getting into then making music for hip hop and rap. That ex Listen to some of the, the beats and stuff and you can see things get a little more. Oh, it's so technical. Like when I'm in the studio with Tilly, we're talking about beats per second we're talking about augmenting and diminishing things we're talking about you know just the intricate stuff the real nerd music, aspects so. of it which is really <laughs> yeah. cool which i'm you know and again no i'm not saying anything wrong if you guys can go in there and find a beat and just bust over it and not care and it sounds awesome that's that's cool but when you can get somebody that knows how to fine tune or just little things that because again growing up with a singer and growing up with band players and just knowing music that you're like look this is how we can make it sound just a hair better and yeah. that's that's real cool you're like uh getting like a axel roseville when when he started getting trying to be a big band in hair rock yeah this a lot of people hated it clarinet, but, right what so your son plays clarinet yes so we'll tell him no if he knows how to read clarinet notes then he also has now known how to read trumpet notes because they're both the same really yeah they're exactly the same note. yeah he just started playing it this year he uh we thought he was going to go with a string instrument because uh, mm -hmm. his sister does violin but he decided to go with the clarinet and i didn't tell him though no yeah. yeah trumpet and clarinets actually have the exact same notes that's so cool if you can read clarinet music you can read trumpet music i mean it's literally the same just repositioning your fingers on, yep, the, on instrument. the instrument yep that's awesome <laughs> philip i know you don't watch these but i'm gonna make you watch this one <laughs> <laughs> That's cool as hell. Uh, Jay, how'd you get into music? <clears throat> well, I knew my whole life. It's been in my blood. Um, you know, from the time I uh, was a kid, um, uh, I've been around music like 24-7. Um, I uh, I started off by li li listening to it so much that, you know, um, as time w went on, I um, I started really getting into to it. And... Um, uh, I've um, <clears throat> I've had a lot. I've had a lim, lim, lot of lim, a lot of uh, you know, um, struggles in life, lim, 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 and uh, it was hard. It was hard for me, for me, me to to like uh, fit in. Um, I mean, I um, 
I started I started getting into music man, as a way to to like um you know uh it's the best way for me to express for me my myself from um um and, and uh man I pretty man, I pretty much uh I use it as a way to to like uh connect with other people cuz um um I use it as a way to, to uh, talk about things I normally wouldn't in everyday life, and um, I pretty much started off by uh, by writing a little bit of poetry in eighth grade, and then I started um, I started uh, turning them into real songs. Like I started recording when I was fifteen. I um, that's been, that's right around the time I started to take it more seriously, but. Like when I first started recording music, like I really wasn't taking myself seriously as an artist. I um I was just having fun with it. Um, but like um when uh women when people when when people were giving me such a hard time and always uh you know talking shit some some saying uh music wasn't for me and and uh I'm not cut out for it. I'll never make it. You know, that's pretty much when they they gave me the fuel I needed to me to uh to get a lot better um eventually i um i like that over see he didn't let fuck them haters he lets them bitches inspire him you know he didn't let them that shit talking and fucking be like oh well, maybe i should quit again if you've never seen this motherfucker on stage i'll tell you that's the greatest inspiration i've ever heard from fucking then them haters he just shoved full of fucking his fist down their throat, bro. Like if you've never seen him on stage, whoever said that to you, I hope they're fucking choking on their own vomit, fuckers. Cause uh, dude, you took that shit and it, I'll tell you what, bro, you fucking go hard and I'm glad you didn't let nobody fucking tell you to fucking stop. Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's for sure, cause, cause you know, uh, I went to high school with a bunch of people. They gave me like the hardest time about music because uh, almost everybody knew I wanted to be a rapper. You know, uh, almost every day people would would tell me I suck. Uh, my rap career is going nowhere. I um, I I remember uh, uh, having some beef with some kids who uh, like they're not even real rappers, but 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 like uh, you know, they decided just for fun to drop a few diss tracks on me. It was pretty much like six people against one. Uh, I remember like one time after school, uh, a bunch of people uh, uh, gathered up outside the school and uh, uh, basically they played their diss track. I played mine. So I went first and then they went last and then obviously they won because it was six again, six against one. I got voted out and uh, yeah, them, yeah, they kind of made, they kind of made me look foolish from time to time, but once again, um, that was pretty much the fuel they gave me in order to better myself. Man, you know, you know that beef was dumb as fuck anyway. Because <laughs> honestly, they're not even real rappers. Look, like if any of them went against me today, I guarantee you, I would annihilate. Look, you're still here. They're not. I'm still here. They're not. So, so like, if any single one of them took me on today, I would absolutely destroy them. That's dope, dude. That's really again, guys. If that didn't look. I got goosebumps from that. Like, no lie, you don't make that shit up. That's that's a that's cool as fuck, dude. I really like hearing that shit because a lot of people get told though. There's a lot of fucking trolls and dicks on the internet. 
Like, don't let them fuckers... Like, if you let them get to you, let them get to you in a good way like that. Where you just fucking go through and you just destroy. Because you're, you're one of the nicest people I've ever met, too, bro. Like, you're just so fucking soft-spoken and gentle. And then when you get on that mic, now I completely understand why you get on the mic you do. And that is fucking, you know, in your face <laughs> and down your throat. Like, you just... Fuck that, dude. You shoved it in them haters' face and fuck them all, bro. That's sweet as shit. I really like that. Um, if this just didn't inspire whoever the hell heard that, then you you probably don't have a heart. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, honest to God, that was that's, that's really fucking dope, dude. Because I never knew that. I've met you plenty of times, and I, I did not know that people shitting on you really inspired you just to be the shit well see that's not like the worst thing that ever happened to me like uh the first person who discovered me uh he let me come record at his studio um i recorded a few songs with him he gave me like maybe one or two of them and i was supposed to do an album with him but i gave him 200 dollars so we could uh work on the full thing but uh something happened one night and um our uh relationship eventually fell off he ended up uh screwing me over and uh he didn't give me uh anything else he uh took my money and told me to go record somewhere else so i was independent like doing my own thing for a little bit and then eventually i was discovered by jay Bree. nice see and again guys there are some people out there that's gonna fucking rip you off and take advantage of you um it sucks it hurts. It never feels good. Whatsoever. But if Jay let that shit happen and, and just got beat up by it and quit, he wouldn't be sitting here. I wouldn't have got goosebumps from his story. We wouldn't be looking at Jay Lively's beautiful <clears throat> face there on his logo that's going to be on a shirt someday. Um, right. I wouldn't have a fucking awesome-ass Jay Lively koozie. I wouldn't have a badass deck of cards. Like... You know, just the fact that you didn't let that shit stop you, dude, is cool as fuck. And just like my football coach always told me, tough times don't last, tough people do. That's right. That's fucking cool as fuck, dude. And you're a tough son of a bitch because, and again, I can only imagine, you know, Millard's not necessarily the easiest place for, you know, you to probably have had to go to school. Yeah, it, it really been it really wasn't the easiest place because you know um, I grew up with a lot of people who had a lot of issues. I dealt with uh, uh, people uh, giving me a hard time. I, mean, uh, uh, I even dealt with racism from time to time. Like I, um, you know, uh, um, I've uh, I've had a few people uh, call me the N word. I didn't take it too personal because uh, you know one of them who did it to me on a daily basis. Two years later, he did it to the wrong person and he got jumped. It always happens that way, you know. You, again, you never know who's. That's why I try to just treat everybody with respect, because you never know. You never know, and it's just. And, and again, that that's tough shit to deal with, dude. Um, again, growing up Jewish, I had pennies flicked at me and called the K word all the time, you know. So, I, I definitely understand. Uh, being the only Jewish kid in school really sucks. <laughs> like kids really have a hard time understanding why you're different and when they don't understand why they're you're different they pick on you because a lot of that goes back to the parents not fucking teaching their kids right either um if you have fucking kids teach your kids right 
please let's end <clears> the <throat> shit because your kids don't learn to hate unless you teach them to. Right. Like, yeah. fuck you guys. Stop that shit. Them kids only threw pennies at me <clears> because their parents taught them to. Right. See, yeah. uh, I really think that this generation of parenting, it, meant, it just meant, uh, it isn't right. Because, uh, like I said, I, I went to school with a lot of people who had a lot of issues. And, um, like, don't get me wrong, uh, I've always had a father growing up. But, like, my biological father, he was always absent. And I recently met him. And, it, and you know, I needed to because it really taught me what not to be like. Like, uh, the fact that I met him just made me into a much better person. Because I'll be honest with you, he makes me sick to my stomach. And, and again, that's glad you don't let that shit get to you. You know, I'm glad that you don't hear a pity case out of his mouth about it, guys. Like, there's not poor me. It's, motherfucker, watch this. Watch what I'm going to do. You know, I didn't have this. Or, you know, that's that's dope as fuck. And I'm glad you got Jaybreed here to support you. Um, let's get into how Jaybreed found you. What... What made you want to do Hurt Locker Entertainment? Um, over the years, I've been doing music for probably 15 years professionally. And I've been with a lot of different companies and labels. Um, they just didn't respect artists. Let's say it that way. Um, when I was living in Iowa, I had a, I had a label that I was a part of and literally it was like pulling teeth to be able to do anything i mean it was literally like well we don't like this sound we don't like this about you we don't like this about you you're too this you're too fat you're too hood you're too depressing you're too, you know it was always these things of what jumping through loop all these holes and obstacles to try to drop a record you know and I was getting tired of that. Instead of you helping know. you improve, they were just telling you what you weren't. Right, yeah. You know, because, you know, if it doesn't, you know, if you're not fitting into what's going on right now, then, of course, they're not going to want, they don't want that, you know. And so, um, after moving to Nebraska, I was just like, man, dude, like, I don't know if I want to link up with anybody. You know, I tried to. I really reached out to a, I had some friends down here who brought me down here to perform, which is how I met a lot of the artists. And a lot of the people who already had something established here, they really gave me a cold shoulder. You know, they really didn't want to get me involved. They wouldn't let me get involved anywhere. So I was just like, all right, then, that's fine. You know, I'll make my own thing, you know. And so as I was starting to create Hurt Locker Entertainment, you know, I met uh, replenish the vocalist who really got me linked up with a lot of different guys here which is how I ended up at a show where Jay Lively was performing at um, and uh, <clears throat> you know so then I'm sitting here sitting back you know I'm affiliated with the Rebels down in St. Louis shout out to Zeus Rebel Waters uh, you know and so I'm sitting here like well I'm gonna build my own brand you know I'm done trying to jump on somebody else's stuff I'm gonna build my own brand so I created Hurt Locker Entertainment, which was formerly AWOL Music back in Iowa. So I've rebranded it to being Hurt Locker Entertainment. And um, the first artist is that I, the first artist I added on was Stax. Um, and then Fresh to God, shout out to Fresh to God. He's also one of our artists from Virginia. Um, nice. So, so you got a, 
there's an out of state artist on Hurt Locker. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fucking cool shit. Uh, so we had him, and then I said I need, I need to add somebody else, and so um, we talked about it, and uh, we Jay Lively's name came up, and we you know pulled the trigger. I hit up Jay, and I said, "What do you think about joining Hurt Locker?" And he was like, "Definitely." I said, "All right, let's sit down, let's talk about it, and let's make it happen." That's cool as shit. Cause again, if you guys have never seen their Facebook posts, these dudes. You, Attili, and Jay just have the greatest relationship ever. Like, it's just cool as shit, the little jokes you guys throw back at each other. And all over from the tours, man. Like, you know, really, like, from being on the road, these are where all these things happen. You can just see you guys have <laughs> such a great time together, and it kind of makes me jealous. Like, but it's cool that you guys have such a great relationship, and I'm glad that you were able to get Jay to a point where he's comfortable and feeling like he can just create and go hard because again you're a couple albums in and jay got a freshman album out that just hit a, over a hundred thousand streams on spotify it was produced by Attili, which is fucking awesome guys doing numbers that's that's a that's good good shit so um what is it like getting in this studio uh do you guys always hit it together no i mean we're both very busy people okay <laughs> uh you know jay works i work uh on top of just us doing music stuff and then of course i dj weddings and you know hurt locker also djs weddings we do birthdays we do everything so it's like bar mitzvahs bar mitzvahs yep i'm waiting for the day i can do a bar mitzvah i promise you i'm about to tear that boy down <laughs> Tell so, <you> guys. <laughs> but um you know it's it's just you know um you ever dj at brisk no, I haven't. That's a that's a that's when a Jewish baby gets their first haircut. No, never, never. That'd be interesting, though. I would it's totally. It's not really know. a haircut; it's a circumcision. But how cool would that be to have a DJ in the background? Like, but usually, Attili knows how I am, man. When I come into the studio, it's business. It, it's literally as soon as I walk in the studio, it's all right. We we talk. We may talk politic about business stuff for about an hour or so but then after that it's i'm walking into the studio booth and i'm recording my song and then i'm coming out we're we're doing the hooks we're doing the in and outs we're doing the you know we're doing everything we have to do on the track and then we're moving on to the next one you know so you so when you get in you try to bang out not just the vocals but you hit the vocals and then go work on the track yeah yeah we work on the track i mean it's it's all about you know i could be one of those people where you know mess around fool around do this do one song come back another time no it's a business for me man it's a job you know i'm in there if i'm there um when i dropped seven shades um i was out of tilly's every day i mean literally from nine o'clock in the morning to like 5 p.m so it was like a nine to five job at that point nice we were in the studio every day knocking out tracks fixing little bitty details you know changing the singing parts of my album from one from one key to another and re-recording stuff and i mean it was it was a big process you know um i had friends come in and do skits you know at the beginning of that album there's a skit and um one of my friends from my job actually came on this she's an actor you know and so and i like um, a lot of guys will give shit about skits in in cds some mm -hmm. some fans don't like them I absolutely love them because it shows another side of you guys where a lot of them are you guys having fun or just 
you find out like their ad lib kind of shit, like you kind of had something planned and then just kind of went off key and then it turns out to something cool. Um, key example, the old market volume one, there wasn't initially a skit in the raw 402 Marcus Dupree and, um, I feel bad. G dot and Tony's song. Uh, there wasn't any kind of banter at fourth. And then all of a sudden they were kind of just bullshitting with the mic recorder and next thing you know it turned into this cool little skit intro. So I, I, I like that shit. Especially when you say you went out and got an actor from work and had him come in and do it. Um, that's real cool. Plus the fact that you stay in the studio and finish a song, that shows that your drive to create that song is there. Because there's some guys that'll record a beat, come back to it, make a couple lyrics wait for a hook for a week two weeks some some guys take up two three months to make a song you no know? man it's it's literally what i do is, is that i write all my songs first i don't even hit the studio until every song on the album is written so it's i write my songs and i rehearse them over and over and over and over and over until i hit the emotions that i want and then i finally hit the studio like i don't go until everything's done That'll save you guys in the pocketbook, and it <laughs> saves your studio guys' time. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. These guys probably don't mind you paying by the hour and you going in there and writing the damn song in the studio, but trust me, people like Attili and fucking all them guys, Mr. 16 Bars, any of them, they appreciate the fuck when you have your shit ready to go like that. Yeah. Like... And, and I'm glad he, he said that, guys, because that's, if you didn't hear that from some of these guys that do produce that came through here, um, yeah, sure, if you want to pay him by the hour and sit there for three hours and two of them are you writing your lyrics, you know, mm. sure, but some of them guys actually feel bad for that, too. But you're there for three hours in their studio, you know, you right. got to pay them for their time. Yep. So go prepared. Like, like Jay Breed just said, he waits till he knows his song, you know. And, and again, I'm not saying to hit it in one take, guys, because no, sometimes no that's not possible. That doesn't happen hardly ever. But, you know, <laughs> try try to minimize how much. Because, again, if you can get in there and you got it practiced and you got it raw, you can spend more time working on the engineering aspect of the song. And you can get in there with the producer Instead of him being like, dude, you just wasted three hours here. Get the fuck out of here. I'll send you the song when I'm done. Because some of them guys will get annoyed about that. They will. You know, and they'll send you on your merry way and then send you a song three days later. And you're like, what the fuck's this? And it's like, dude, you wasted three hours on this song. Yeah. You know, when you could have got seven songs done if you went in prepared. Right. Yeah, exactly. I you mean, know, and it's the same price. Some songs I've memorized, so I just go and perform them in there. Some songs I've never, I, you know, I wrote them and I got them down how I want them delivered, but I don't have them memorized. But then that leaves me to having to, use, you know, retake maybe three or four times instead of 10 and 12 times. You know, it's, yep. it's one of those things. And thank so. God it's digital because back in the day that shit definitely would have cost you on reel to reel. Yeah, a lot. You know, like that's, that's professionalism at its finest, guys, when it comes to that stuff. Um, be being prepared when you hit this dude. Even if it's your buddy, even if it's your friend, being prepared shows a lot. I mean, it just 
and and it goes from being prepared at the studio and if you're like that then it transfers to going to your stage and being prepared and just you know goes a long way when you hit the booth jay what do you do <clears throat> so basically when i hit the booth uh i definitely make sure i am prepared um um whenever i start recording uh you know until he will listen to me if he feels like I'm doing something wrong or he's not feeling it, he'll stop me. He'll tell me, let's do it again. Uh, if he feels I'm not putting enough energy in, then he'll tell me that because usually that's that's what he'll do. Because um, I remember the last time I recorded a song, um, he told me I need to put more energy into it and sound more confident. And uh, you know, that's something I definitely remember whenever I go in there. Because um, also, uh, I usually uh, don't have my lyrics memorized. Uh, I usually have to uh, read it when I'm re re recording. Like there was only one time I actually had a song memorized. I was able to go in there and get it done. But you know, I um, you know, I like to come prepared. You know, just in case at some point I do. Forget. No, but you had your lyrics written. Yep, yep, that's true. Maybe then that's how you not come prepared, Ben. But um, but yeah, uh, basically the strategy um he gave me was um when I'm reading the lyrics while I'm recording, he told me to sound like, um, uh, try to sound like I, I I do have it memorized or yet again, just put some put some more energy into it. Cause, uh, Cause when you're recording, you can't, one thing you can't do is sound like you're actually reading it off the paper. Uh, uh, otherwise it doesn't sound like you're rapping at all. It just, it just sounds like you're talking on a beat. Yep. So. And, and again, there's there's definitely a couple songs out there here in town that basically is spoken word over, <laughs> over beats. And, and again, guys, keep trying. Don't give up. Um, that's cool, though, because I, I, I like that you have that relationship with Attili to where he can tell you, you know, and, and you're not like, that was hot. What do you mean I got to go? <laughs> you know, I really like that you're accepting <clears throat> to, you know, constructive criticism. Like, cause he's not saying anything to hurt you. He's oh, yeah, saying it for you to get better. And instead of being like, no, <clears throat> that take was hard. You know, you're like, okay, yeah. You know, you want me to do something a little different? Let's do And guys, just listen to Jay. Like, he's taking people's advice and criticism and hate in like the best way possible. Like, you are like one of the greatest examples ever to have graced the Mountain Jew review because you're you're just humble as fuck about it and you're you're cold as fuck on the mic like it's just real cool that you know to find out that you're not going in there hitting it like M thinking that you're the shit you know and then somebody's saying hey we can do this and then you're just like nah we're good like you are actually willing to work like that's cool as fuck and I'm glad that you guys got that cool relationship um do you guys like fish sticks because tilly does he's a gay fish <laughs> oh, i just had to bring that up tilly you're my favorite interview so far for that that's been my favorite thing like i've brought that up in so many interviews he's probably never gonna live that down well you know i uh i will be honest like um at one point um i absolutely hated constructive criticism because you know i i was getting it all the time Sometimes I felt like I was getting it from the wrong people. Like I would take it personal, get upset easily. But when I finally started working with the right people, like Jay Breed, Stax, and Attili, 
Like they would actually sit down, be brutally honest with me, not hold anything back. They would tell me what I'm doing wrong, what I need to work on and um, how it needs to sound. Cause you know, one time me and JB were talking and he told me that one thing he's never gonna do is lie to me. Cause you know, life's too short for that. We're, we're all grown and life's too short to be sugarcoating shit. Well, I've told you guys, uh, when you send me shit in my email or my DMs and ask me how it is, I'm not necessarily the nicest person about it, but that's not my job to when you ask me what I think about it. Right. You know, like, I'm, you I'm know, not sure you're nothing. I'm going to tell like, you real. I'll, I'll tell you exactly <laughs> what I don't like about it. Um, 90% of the time, it's the entire fucking song. <laughs> I mean, it's just because I don't like the some of these guys' style. And yeah, that's, right. you know... Again, I support everyone. It doesn't mean I actually really... I know at least one song by every artist in this town, word for word. Because I at least like to sing you one song while you're on stage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll at least do, do you that favor and stoke your ego enough. But some of these guys' style is just not, like, my thing. You know, like, some guys are just entire speed raps and you can't understand half of it or some of it's all hook with two lines of court you know it's some of it's just I and, and to each its own because everybody got a fan yeah. i guarantee you that i've seen fans for every single artist in this town so it's not whether or not i like the shit yeah. and it's and, and and like jay said certain people's criticism you know take what's grain is salt and a shot of penicillin because some of them are toxic as fuck and you don't need it you know some people are just the wrong people telling you things so it is important to hook up you know you you don't always got to fly solo right you know so when you find yourself with a good group of people that are giving you criticism not to hurt you but to uplift you that's one of the coolest things you can find because real friends will beat your ass down to lift you back up that's that's just what a real friend does. A real friend just don't keep <clears throat> lifting you up when you're doing shit wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, a real friend should tell you when you're doing something that's not meshing right. And that's cool as shit that you, you found a group to do that. You didn't <clears throat> let bullshit people tell you no. Because you're, you're pushing numbers on Spotify. Um, I see the way people react at shows to you, Jay. It's, it's, it's incredible. Um, Jay Breed's an awesome mentor. I can see that he's really pushed you hard in the last two years. Oh, yeah, um, that's for sure, man. That's just awesome to watch, and especially as such <clears throat> a young kid. No offense, Jay. Nah, I, nah it's cool, you know, But I, I enjoy seeing these younger guys with, you know, our age mm -hmm. group that can mentor them and get them elevated because you bring a new style to it. Oh, you know, yeah. you have a lot of older school style, our style of what we grew up listening to, but you put a lot of new school spin to it, which is dope as shit. Like, oh yeah, that's it's true. cool as fuck. Um, you you do a badass cover of DMX, you know, gonna give it to you, Jake, <laughs> give it to you. Like when my mom heard that, she went nuts because she likes DMX. So, yeah, um, I gave him a hard time about that one. I made him wait to drop that one. He sent it to me. He was like, I want to drop this song, and I said, All right, I gotta listen to it first. He's like. All right. <laughs> I'm like, nah, man. You ain't dropping until I hear it first, look, Jay. Look, you he know was me. not ready for that constructive criticism <laughs> on his DMX cover. 
Now, if, if now, if, uh, one, one, one thing Jay Bree definitely pushed me to do is really come out of my comfort zone and just be myself. Because you know, at at one point, I was afraid of being myself just because I wanted what people would think. And honestly, like when I dropped that DMX remix, I didn't know what people were gonna say. Uh, the fact that that uh, one of the bars in it, I said, um. Niggas can't relate to the stuff I spit. They the definition of pussy suck my dick. You know, that's why I didn't want my mom to hear it. But, <laughs> but she did hear it, and she told me she really liked it. So that's when I knew I was 110% comfortable coming out of my comfort zone. You're like, like, you're like, look, my mom didn't yell at me for the lyrics, so it's okay. <laughs> See, so... And that's um, the thing, that's the thing. I mean, literally, like, Jay, the way Jay is, this is why I tell him, because, like, you know, I told him, I said... Growing up, man, my mom, she's she's part of the church. So she's been affiliated with the church growing up my whole life. And so a lot of times I was living in Chicago, I was walking on eggshells. You know, it's like, man, I want to be this rapper, but I can't do this because I got all these church people watching me, yep. you know? So, and it was like, you know, but it's like, but this isn't me. Like writing this type of music and in this box is not me. Like I'm, I'm avoiding how good I can actually be. So when you finally step out of that zone and that box and you actually start being yourself 100%, the way your music comes out is way different, you know? I've always been afraid about what my mom is going to say about my music. But lately, she hasn't said anything. She watches the videos. She watches the songs. She goes, oh, I see you getting all big and doing this and doing that. But she doesn't say anything negative about the music. And that's awesome. You know, and that's the thing is like, you know, you're afraid of that, of what they're going to say. But then when they don't say anything, then you're like, all right, yeah, I'm going to be myself 100% of the time now. Fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> you know? So, and that's what you really got to get out mm -hmm. into because being in the music industry, you can't be in a box. The music industry constantly grows. It constantly changes. It's, it's, it's so fluid. And it's like, you know, everything changes year by year. So you can't even in this box month by month. It yeah, changes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> just here in town, people's, you know, hot spots change a lot here mm -hmm. in town, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and, and again, that's, that's real cool that you're like, yeah, my mom listened to it and I didn't get this angry text or, or <laughs> message. Like, why'd you say that on there? That's, that's dope <laughs> that, that, and, and I'm glad see, see guys, uh, it's super important if you have friends and family that do this guys make sure you support them like that goes a long way to help get these guys out of their little box they're stuck in sometimes like hmm? you know because again it's not that they're dying for your support it's just dying that you acknowledge it's okay i mean sometimes that's all it takes just it's cool you do this you know whether or not they come and show shows is not this i mean it's still important but it's real cool when they're just like yeah man dude, you got this mm -hmm. so that's real cool to hear see one of the best interviews so far guys like if this if this isn't inspiring you to get off your ass and go get a hundred thousand streams on spotify i don't know what to tell you like hook up with the right engineer the right producer the right mentor you know like, even if you think you're the shit, there's always somebody else that can push you in the right direction. Mm -hmm. um, again, some of the bigger guys in town that have been on here, Surreal and Comatose and Tron and Attili and these guys that are really doing numbers and pushing things and have been on tour and gone places, Rowdy Jesus, 
You know, they, they've done huge things, and they'll tell you that surrounding yourself by good people and being inspired by others is what's the key. Um, Sam Roca, scary guy with a stab you in the face, spooky mask and stuff, raps about horrorcore, but was inspired by Surreal's positive daily quotes on Facebook to do Studio C and give back to the scene. And Studio Scene, I seen fucking half the guys on the wall on there. You know, it was just cool as shit. And so that the fact, it's just real cool that you guys inspire each other that way. Um, let's just kind of jump into what things you guys got coming up. Um, well, we already know about the Rebel Manifest. Yeah, Rebel Manifest drops to the December third. Uh, Jay Lively's album will be dropping next year. Uh, 2022 2022 on valentine's day uh rare emotions he's gonna break your heart make <laughs> you fall in love with him i think you'll be uh, sending jay chocolates and roses <laughs> <laughs> uh we're also gonna be working on uh i know i have a tour coming together right now which um jay lively will be on uh Attili and uh, maybe in the rest of uh, Herlocker Entertainment will be with me as well as uh, anybody affiliated with the Rebels and Zeus Rebel Waters. Nice. Um, so we'll be doing that um, as well as um, probably... I've seen Zeus around Father's Day. He came yeah. with his daughter. Yes. Yeah. Tequila. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, so, you know, whatever whatever's going on with that because, um, you know, as well as me running Herlocker Entertainment, I'm signed with Born Ready Records, which is Zeus's label. So whatever they're doing, I'm doing as well. So, nice. <laughs> so busy, busy man. Man, yeah, man. We're we're constantly moving Zeus. You know, I mean, Zeus opened up his own donut shop in St. Louis. I mean, the man is always working, and so that's who inspires me to constantly find ways to keep keeping us going. You know, and it's you know it's it's those type of things. You know, I'm a mentor. He's my mentor. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. So and look how it comes. And, we have somebody that inspired Jay, but there's somebody else out there inspiring the guy that's inspiring somebody. Uh -huh. So, remember, just... <clears throat> there's... Keep an open mind, guys. That's, that's one of the most important things. Like, that's... And I'm so excited for December 3rd. That's going to be a badass show. Yeah, like, there's actually going to be a big surprise there. Um, it's... Uh, my brother's coming out from doing music for a while. He's been gone for a little bit, and he'll be there. Um, we actually had a rap group called Medicated Infantry that we used to do a lot of shows together. That's a that's a fucking dope ass name. <laughs> I like that yeah, name. And uh, so he's actually coming back. So we're gonna be uh, dropping a Medicated Infantry mixtape uh, probably sometime next year. Fuck yeah! So, you guys know how I feel about mixtapes. They're fucking some of the most fire things you'll ever hear. Yeah, this is kind of bringing him back to the scene. Uh, I mean, you know, we did a lot of shows together. I mean, I'm talking about like Hollywood Undead was our first gig. You know, nice. As a group, as Medicated Infantry, our first show was Hollywood Undead, and it blew up from there. I mean, so, so um, that can only tell you just by the name and who they opened for what kind of. Sound they're gonna have. That's fucking dope, dude. I just, man, that's why I like privy to these interviews. You guys gotta wait till this motherfucker drops to hear this information. I'm gonna be on Facebook. Oh, no shit. You guys don't know. <laughs> like, this is cool. That's dope as fuck. See, guys, this is why it's this scene is fucking awesome because it's always growing, it's never stagnant. 
Um, that's uh, I've seen a couple posts before where oh this scene's stagnant, motherfucker. Is your eyes closed? Like <laughs> there is no stagnicity. In I mean, I did say it was stagnant, stagnant for a little bit. I made a comment of saying that it was stagnant. I know who and made that okay, post, but it's all right though. You know, it, it's just because of at the time it was very stagnant. It was. It was, it was just and, lines in the sand. Yeah, and you know, and it was more of you just had to find know, the right area for you to go right you know because it was more of you know because again if it gets stagnant carve your own shit yeah that's what i'm saying it was more of everybody was following the trend and so it's like when you're following a trend it's not really you know yours. it's not really yours anymore you know and so so when i made my comment of being stagnant it was because everything was rolling this way and it's like you know, that's why when I listen to people, I listen to Joe Budden a lot. And Joe Budden really said in the song, um, he goes, why try to fit in, in when you're a standout? You know, and <clears throat> it was a song about his, his, his career in the music industry and how people belittle his success because of the fact is that he doesn't have these big charting hits. But he explains the reason why is because... Um, in the and when he was coming up, when he dropped "Pump It Up" and it, you know it was on "You Got Served" and all those shows, a lot was going on on the backside of the business side of it that nobody saw, and they were telling him that he was too emo, he was too this, he was too that, he was a druggie, he was you know he wasn't good enough to do this, but they wanted him to be. You have to be this rapper that when you walk in the door, they're giving you. Um, free liquor and free, you know, free, a uh, free table. Got to be VIP. the next Kesha's airplane. Yeah, you, you know, know, you know, dude that has his private jet, and he was like, "That's not what I'm all about." But I want to write what I want to write about, and they were really talking about how his music was too depressing, and it just wasn't gonna fit in with what's happening. And he goes, "I'm not trying to fit in, you know. I'm trying to be my own self." And I'll <laughs> tell you, you've carved yourself a nice, you know. From going from being told no or to being told you got to go this way, Hurt Locker has carved a nice niche, especially this year. Um, you guys have been <coughs> rolling in hard and doing things, and it's been impressive watching you. Going Again, going from nearly being blind and losing your eyesight to yeah, right. rolling hard to <coughs> having a CD release and getting ready to take Jay on tour and Tilly on tour. You know, that's impressive as fuck, bro. You didn't let nothing stop you. And my hat's off to you on that. I, I really appreciate that. Um, I hope you guys understand that. Like, he literally went from fucking almost being legally blind and basically told him your life's done to still fucking grinding, you know? <clears throat> like, some of you guys stop after one no. Oh, Sonto won't book me on your show. Well, fuck it. He booked his own goddamn show. Yeah. You know? <laughs> fuck you guys. And again, he went, like, fucking pocketbook debt fucking trying to get transplants, you know? Like, mm -hmm. you guys think your little problems are, uh, so-and-so won't put me on their show at this fucking venue. Well, fuck you. Go find, like... Backyards. Don't. Get a backyard. Ask Jay, I had lights and some nice stereo and a real DJ and shit in my backyard for everybody. You know? Yeah, it was, it was pretty dope. So. 
Hit a cornfield, man. You go to Iowa, dude. There's concerts in the cornfields all the time. Like, um, you know what I'm saying? I know one of your first shows in town was down in Hamburg. Yeah, Hamburg, Iowa. With like, Curtis White, Mr. White. <laughs> uh, Curtis Blystone, Mr. Yeah, White. Yeah, shout out to Marcus. Mr. White and Drusella. They actually brought me down there. That was, that was a humbling thing. But honestly, that was really what really drove me to move to Omaha, believe it or not. I mean... I was living in Northern Iowa. That's four and a half hours from here. And I literally was being invited back down to Hamburg and back down to Shenandoah and, and Red Oak. Like, you know, like every other month I was coming down here. And so it just became more and more and more prevalent. Like, you're going to keep booking me down here. Like, I might as well get a little bit closer. Because, you know. <laughs> and that's dope shit. Because almost anybody that knows um, Mr. White Curtis is one of my good friends. Mm -hmm. And, like, I've known him for years, and I've been a big fan of his. And it's just, it makes me appreciate and love him more knowing that he gave guys like you opportunities. Because a lot of guys tell him no. And so it's yeah. great to hear that he, give, you know, was given back before I met him, you know. And so that's cool oh, yeah. as fuck. Yeah. And that <clears throat> really warms my heart to find that. Look, guys, if somebody told you no, there's other guys that are not going to tell you no. Agreed, like, man. If, if you have a work ethic and you have an art and you have a drive and you have a passion for it, there are people out here that will get you going. Just ask Jay. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm really glad we're on this topic about fitting in because, see, that was my problem back in the day. Um, and, see, that's why I'm okay with not having friends now versus back then. Because my problem back in the day was I tried way too hard to fit in and that's why I was afraid of being myself because um, I just wanted to be accepted. I wanted to try to fit in with every single person I tried to be friends with. It was a huge waste of energy and then um, I don't even have as many friends as I used to. So as time went on, like I, I decided that I'm an introvert. I'm really not much of a people person outside of music and going to the gym or doing anything I love like my peace is the most important thing to me and that's one thing I learned from working with Jay Breed, Attili and Stax don't try to fit in just be yourself and if somebody tells you no fuck them like there's 7 billion people on this earth so if one person tells you no move on fuck them you heard that that's that's what's the number one thing we reiterate here if you're told no that doesn't mean no I mean, unless it's like a sexual advance. That definitely means no, guys. <laughs> okay, this is just pertains to music. Please, please, please don't uh, take. Like, yeah, if the venue tells you no, there's more venues. There's it's tons just, of them. And if there isn't a fucking venue, hit me up, bro. I'll let you do it in my backyard. Like, like no fucking lie on that one. I'm not, like, I don't like seeing people told no to do things. Yeah. Most of you guys are really awesome people. You may have some personal things but that's neither here or there when it comes to your music, your craft, and your passion. Like, and I'm just glad that you stated you don't have as many friends now as you were worried about back then. It's quality over quantity any day, guys. Any day. Remember that. It's quality that you keep with yourself versus the quantity you keep with yourself. You can have 100,000 people around you but if them 100,000 people aren't bringing the best quality out of you, then it's not worth having them 100,000 people. I'd rather have one guy around me that brings out the best in me versus 100,000 people that, <clears throat> I liked your post. Nice titties hanging out. Your tramp stamp looks good today, Adam. 
you know like i'd rather have the one guy that says dude you need to take that hair off your ass on your tramp stamp it looks like shit like i appreciate that quality over two thousand likes on the yep. tramp stamp you know guys that's i'm glad jay said that because that's that's a very important thing is and and you know don't don't let a motherfucker tell you no he said there's seven billion I say 380 in town. This motherfucker's thinking global. See, <laughs> I like that shit. Like, this motherfucker thinks outside the box. I Here I'm thinking local, 380. This fucker said 7 billion. Like, look, he, man, women, child, fuck it. You want to help me with my rap career? <laughs> like, this motherfucker, that's, that's perfect, though. Man, look. that's what you want to be. You want to be more global. You don't want to just keep with a local mindset. Like, you constantly want to continue to build your craft to be further than just a local brand. And, like, you I, know, and again, you're branched out to St. Louis with Rebel Entertainment and stuff, you know? So that's fucking... You know, it's uh, Virginia. Artist out yeah. of Virginia on, yeah. on Hurt Locker Entertainment. You know, guys, it's not all just omaha it's not just midwest it's it's cool as fuck you guys spread out like that i really like that and and i like that jay gets out of his comfort zone and gets into yeah now we're trying to get him in other states that's what we're trying to do we're trying to yep. get him outside of nebraska oh wait till you take so, him to did you take him down to kansas well that's we took a, him to we took him to say we took him to salt lake city that's where we took him last time nice so take him uh, up to sioux falls i bet you he'll fucking steal yeah. every fan in that town <laughs> well we might end up in sioux falls you know, uh, fucking, i'm telling you go go to some of the des moines i bet you you fucking gobble them up out there bro yeah. they love you it's you're you just got such a good like you all come up there so it reminds me of when I did my mixed martial arts fight. I come out to the Grateful Dead and I'm wearing Lewis and Clark gym shorts at the age of 22 because those are the only gym shorts I had. Eighth grade gym shorts, guys, and they still fit. And I go out there and I'm just standing there in a tie-dye t-shirt, just all looking like a goon with glasses on. And this guy come out all angry, aggressive, towel over his head, 20 dudes following him. And then we get in and every fucker in the crowd was shocked. I went all three rounds and didn't get knocked out. And then I get out and they're like, damn, dude, you... And it's like, well, you know, don't ever judge a book by its cover because you get pleasantly surprised. Like, <laughs> it's awesome. Right. Um, so Jay's sophomore album, coming Valentine's Day, you got a sweetheart surprise from one of the biggest sweethearts in town. Like, this <laughs> dude supports everyone. So if you guys do not run them numbers up on that CD and buy it <clears> and sell him out of his physicals to where he has to get three, fourth, fifth, sixth reprint, um, I'm going to be really disappointed because... I've seen Jay at every single person's show that I've had on this for an interview. There's not a single person he hasn't been. He showed up to my backyard just to support the guys playing in my backyard. Like, what the fuck, guys? You know, you better be streaming his shit and buying it. Like, I better see more people with Jay Lively koozies on their beer. Like, if there's one dude I'm going <clears> to <throat> tell you you need to support, it's definitely Jay. Because you're, you're just out there at every single show with no logo we know uh, like you're not worried about who's who who's there you know you're there to some and, and you watch the artist you're not there smoozing up with promoters and smoozing up with guys that aren't you know you're <clears throat> there supporting watching standing right up front going hard with the artist and that is awesome right you guys yeah. could learn a lot from that you know um oh i don't support you don't support me well I see a lot of that shit where the support's a one-way street. <clears throat> this motherfucker's a four-lane highway with his support. So, 
you better come back to it with them. Like there's hands down, you can learn a lot from Jay. This is, this has probably been one of the best interviews ever. Like if you guys don't learn something, I don't know what to tell you. Right, you, you didn't watch it. <laughs> um, so let's get out of the deep shit and into the fun shit. We'll start with Jay Breed since he's the mentor, and we'll give the elders more <laughs> the first take. Um, three people that you can work with, alive <sighs> or dead. All right. You guys know the spiel. Any genre. Yeah. Uh, Music-wise, man. You can get Madonna. Just just to have her cone titties on stage. <laughs> uh, Jada Kiss, for sure. All right. Uh, Jada Kiss, for sure. He's really the one that really molds my, you know, the way I write, the way I rap, things like that. A lot of that comes from the influence of Jada. Um, shout out to my dude Montego Rebel, who actually is in New York doing a song with Jada Kiss right now. That's dope. The Rebels are already in New York with Jada Kiss right now. So shout outs to that. See how that um, comes back home? <laughs> right? That's <laughs> crazy, right? Sweet, bro. Um, uh, probably Pharrell Williams, man. I really like the way he make, he produces and things like that. That's also a great one. A lot of people don't talk about Pharrell. Everybody talks about Dr. Dre and stuff. And as much as I love Dre and I would work, work, work with him, just one out of the box would be Pharrell Williams. I like Pharrell a lot. Um, and then um, Bruno Mars, man. Like, all day, every day, Bruno Mars would be a great person to work with, uh, just because of you know, the way that he's bringing back the old funk with uh, Anderson Pock and things like that. It's very, it's so awesome to me, man. It, it bothers me that he kind of gets a lot of shade thrown at him from some they people. They do, man. But and I, love I just his love movie. his voice and delivery. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess people might be too hooked up on G funk to like his funk style mm -hmm. you know because it's not gangster funk it's fun funk yeah but, poppy you know, funk, but well, that's where g funk came from you but know it's fun as fuck i i really like bruno <laughs> mars it was, yeah you know i wish he was still more popular but whatever yeah, but he's amazing i mean <clears throat> his new music he's doing with anderson pop right now uh, what is it called sonic whatever the new group that they're doing that stuff is just amazing man it's it's so mellow it's so like that's like my cleaning music man that's my driving music right now that's <laughs> that's cool like that's shit. literally what <laughs> i i mellow out mellow out to right now so yeah those would be you don't clean you're telling me you don't clean to like fucking iron maiden and shit <laughs> yeah man i listened to that old school dude like last night me and my brother were listening to like like Gladys Knight, Gladys Knight and the Pips and stuff last night dude like it's just you know you get that old feeling and you want to just sit back and listen to the old school man and you know the temptations and things like that you know and that's you know kind of the music i was growing i have a guilty so. pleasure of listening to whitney houston every once in a while because you have to it and is a requirement it's, it's in so life. hard like then i catch myself <laughs> singing along and shit i'm looking around i'm like thank god nobody's here no you gotta sing to that whitney <laughs> like, it's, it's just one of the guilty pleasures you know i totally get that so jay how about you okay so um <clears throat> if there's more you know <laughs> <laughs> now uh, uh as much as i love eminem and i'm a huge fan, fan of him you know but you uh, know if there's one old school rapper i would definitely want to work with it's the lord banks because um let me tell you like he's really been a big inspiration of mine besides eminem as of lately because um because over time he's really inspired my songwriting and um 
you know, he's one rapper I could definitely listen to all day long and not get annoyed with. Um, you, you know, he doesn't get talked about like he used to, but let me tell you, like, Lloyd Banks is one of the dopest MCs to ever rock the mic, and, um, like, he just blows my mind every single time I listen to him. He has he has great energy. He sounds so confident. He's got punchlines and rhyme schemes that go way over people's heads. He's just really clever, and yeah, out of every member in G Unit, he's definitely the most talented. And you know, even uh, Fifty Cent and Young Buck admit, admitted it at one point. But 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 yeah, he's definitely he's definitely dope. And, and uh, you know, I I could see I could see myself uh, doing a song with with him. I I um I would man, if I can man, I definitely would like to try to make it happen at some point before he retires. Cause um cause you know even even though he's not mainstream no more. Uh, he's still making music. He he just dropped an album called The Course of the Inevitable, and I fuck with that album. It's really dope. Nice. Your other two? Let's see my other two. Um, uh, if there's a newer rapper I would work with, it's definitely King Iso. Man, uh, he man, he he's about a shirt. It, yep, man, yep, it's on my shirt man, right here. But uh, King Iso is definitely in my top ten because um. He's not, he's not your average rapper. His music is life changing and life saving. Uh, he always, he always has a story behind it, and he gets really deep. And you know, um, you know, he also has uh, punchlines, punchlines and rhyme schemes that are really clever. And um, like uh, his music, it just, it's just really good for the human soul. You know, uh, you know, one thing I really respect about him, he's not, uh, um, he's not. Uh, like all these other rappers then you know he um uh he uh he kind of uh does his own thing um he uh i can relate to a lot of the things he's saying them you know uh um you know uh when i live listen to him uh he's had a really uh rough life and live like the like uh much rougher than anyone else i know and um you know um um i've heard him talk about going from being homeless to you know uh signing with strange music and he just did a song uh with with uh tech nine joey cool and dwayne johnson if you guys haven't heard that song, dwayne johnson listen to these young fuckers it's called the rock motherfucker <laughs> dwayne johnson. johnson it is the rock god you sound like Jesus a kid Christ. Look, i like dwayne johnson motherfucker it's the goddamn rock some bitch dwayne johnson i didn't even know that name until like 10 years ago <laughs> Goddamn Hollywood actor, he fucking uh, wrestler. Die, uh, Rocky, die. God right. damn it, we all chanted that. <laughs> when he was Rocky Maivia. Oh no, man, I knew him before he was Rock, The Rock too. That's what's sad. When I he knew, was Rocky Maivia. I knew him when he was was Dwayne Johnson playing for the Miami Hurricanes, trying to go to the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember those times. Yeah, so. <laughs> I just I remember him as the Goofy Rock, and I've always liked him. I never understood why people hated Rocky Maivia. I always thought he was cool. Right. And then he turned into The Rock and just became fucking... Dude, if you guys didn't like The Rock, you you don't like people that know how to fucking slam. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the, and honestly, The Rock probably should have became a rapper instead of an actor because that fucker is... Because all of his promos were him doing ad-lib shit, you know? So, like, all that shit talking he did and just the way he would deliver. Like, if he became a real, real rapper back in the day, that would have been the shit. Would have been awesome. Never know, man. The dude's doing his thing, though. All right, so then, one song stuck. 
listening to. It's not on repeat, but you get in the car, push play, it's playing. Get on an elevator. Oh, Clean God. it. Um, I can't remember. Hold on, let me think about that one for a second. Um, man. Um, that's a good question. Mine's a flock of seagulls. I ran <laughs> so far away. <laughs> and I ran. I ran all night and day. <clears throat> Couldn't get away. <laughs> hey, I do like that song, though, man. It's, it's hard it's not so to. good, man. It's good. Just reminds um, me of childhood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd probably say, like, right now, there's a one song that I listen to every day. And, um... It's uh, Ramen and OJ by um, uh, Lil Baby and um, Jordan Lucas. Uh, just because that's literally how it feels right now. Like, constantly wanting to keep building this business. That, you know, build my build our brand and my brand and my name and our his name. And just continue to build Hurt Locker. That's what it feels like, you know, going back to the days of just eating ramen and OJ, you know, and, you know, being homeless and trying to just figure out what you was going to do. And, you know, now you're getting to a point where you can actually, you're starting to live off of your craft. You don't ever want to go back to that, you know, and that's literally what that song's about. And so right now, I get like OJ not to concentrate now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Ramen and OJ by Jordan Lucas and Lil Baby is probably the one I listen to. <clears throat> I listen to that song every day, like every day when I wake up in the morning and start my day, it's Ramen and OJ. I can dig that. I like that. Yeah, I like that. How about you, Jay? Uh, one song, no question about it. Lose yourself by Eminem. Like literally, that is the one song that could motivate. You knew it was gonna be an Eminem song, people. Did, did you knew it. Did Slim surprise you? <laughs> and, and, and if you've never heard him do his Slim JD cover, like I'm telling you, um, don't knock covers because people can make them their own and make you love it. Like yes. um, there's there's two people in town that have done covers that I think just knock them out of the fucking park, and it's Jay and Smoke Break. Like, just when they throw covers in their sets, and it kind of gets you, and then it's just fun, and you can tell you're loving it, and then when you go back into your original shit, you bring that same fucking energy into it, it's just awesome. So, it's it's dope, and that just makes me smile, because I was waiting for it. <laughs> and, and, and it's... it's and honestly, though, it is a fucking awesome song. Um, yeah, don't is. knock it, because it's mainstream. Some <clears throat> mainstream music is amazing. Of I just don't think I don't like mainstream music, guys, because I don't share it. Trust me, they get enough shares. That's why I share just local music. You guys don't get enough, so trust me, I do <clears> like mainstream music. I just don't need to share it. They yeah. are they already got a million followers, you know. So <clears throat> let let the other million share it. You know, I know you guys appreciate that one share. I don't get a message from Eminem saying thank you for sharing my video from YouTube. You know? <laughs> so, to me, I'd much rather share your guys' shit. Don't get me wrong, the mainstream guys probably do appreciate it, but whatever, I know it means more to you. Right. Do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Ah, see, he wasn't going to miss his chance. We got you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love you, Jay. That's 
He's coming up. See, that's great. This music helps him come out of his shell, bro. Whether or not you're actually <laughs> fucking rapping or just sitting here talking about it, you come out of your shell and just become this awesome person. Like, introvert my ass. Like, just, you want <laughs> Yo, him to talk to bring up though. fucking music and he ain't going to shut up? Listen to him. That's cool <laughs> as shit, dude. I really appreciate that. So then our final question, guys. Um, seven words to describe where you want to go or what you want to do with your music, your craft, your art. Because that's what it is. It's not just music. It's art. There's a lot more that goes into it than people think. Uh, I'll do it in six words. Make change and inspire the youth. That's it. Make change and inspire the youth. I mean, that's always been... And it's already happening. So, yeah, I mean, that's always been my thing, man, is inspiring the children and the youth and the teenagers and people, the young adults that are starting to grow up has always been my thing. So that's what <clears> I continue to do. I like that. I dig that because just Jay got an album coming on Valentine's Day because he was inspired by Jay Breed because Jay Breed's living his motto. I like that. That's fucking awesome. How about you, Jay? Let's see. Um... Seven words, uh, change lives and connect with all ages. And he's doing that because he connects with us old folks by busting out his Eminem and DMX shit and connects with the young folks with his new stuff. See how that works? See how that works? So then I do want to ask, Jay, is that your real name? Uh, no, my real name, my birth name is Jaden. Okay. But it's Lively, it's your last name? Uh, my last name is Heckin' Lively. So, so basically, uh, basically, I just took my full name and broke it down, and that's how it turned into Jay Lively. You are uh, the only one that has their real name as a uh, artist name. Well, yeah, I mean, my name's not too interesting, so using my name <clears throat> as a rap name. Well, at least, no, up. that's what I, I, I just, because your name is very, very catchy, that's why I was asking, because, like, <clears throat> so Cause the Prophet, his K-A-S is actually his initials. Yeah. So, I mean, he's the closest one, and AJ Strange, because Andrew, but, like, you're the closest one that has your, your real. Yeah, some of us don't have too much of a. Attempting tempting names to use as a rap name, well, <laughs> like Jay does. MC Adam Mulberg, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like you know, the Mountain Jew has a better ring to it. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those things, man. But like, no, I was just interested in it because seriously, Jay Lively does have a nice ring to it, and the fact that when you get up there, you are fucking so energetic and shit. It's it's real cool. So I just wanted to kind of. You're the first person I actually asked where their name came from, by the way, so you should feel special about that. Yeah. Because uh, I dropped the ball on that, guys. 30-something interviews in. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll do a review on that. <laughs> oh, fuck. Thanks for bringing that question up, Mountaineers. You know, you fucking let me raw dog it this long, and then <laughs> takes me this long to fucking ask that question. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, with that, we're going to wrap up the interview. I want to thank you so much for coming on. I want to thank you for stopping by with some cool-ass merch, guys. Merch, merch, merch. I don't know how many times i got to say that. Like, it's important. And the fact, look, 
top three most unique pieces I got. Cards. Playing cards, guys. I got bubbles and air fresheners. Think outside the box. You always don't always got to have stickers, keychains. I mean, shut up. I got them. That's just because. <laughs> Screw you guys. <laughs> I'll shut up about the stickers and keychains. <laughs> uh, Jay Breed the Rebel. Jay Lively. Hurt Locker Entertainment. I want to thank you guys so much for stopping in. Coming in early on a Sunday morning for the Mountain Dew review. Um, you guys are 100% officially Shrimp Stamp approved. December 3rd, CD release, Rebel Manifest. Get out of all the good artists, guys. Every one of these guys are going to have tickets. Go hit them up. Flyers in there. Link will be in the bio. Click it. Go click interested in going. Let's run it up. February 14th, Jay Lively got his uh, sophomore album coming out. So let's go run them numbers up, guys. Peace. Thank you.